I think I could make some money like taking my top off. Oh yeah, I made this all on OnlyFans. You need to make so much more than that. Who are you? I'm your girlfriend. That's just not the case anymore. Knock on wood. Welcome to our new studio. Yes, we got a new couch. We got a new couch, got new gear, got new everything. So today's episode is going to be centered around the idea of if we were to restart on OnlyFans in 2024, how would we do it? Well, yeah, because I... I get that question all the time from people that are like, oh, is it, is it still worth doing? Can you still make money? All that kind of stuff. So, but when well, I see it on the Reddit threads, like a lot. Yeah. People just like people who just started or people inquiring about starting, like wanting to and just unsure because it has been around for a minute now and well, things have changed. So, first of all, for the people that follow my channels, I used to feature you a lot when I first started the channel, but not as much anymore. So people, probably a lot of people watching this podcast probably don't even know who you are. So who are you? Really? Well, obviously the core group does, but... Yeah, I guess you don't really talk about me anymore. Well, my name's Sierra, and I'm an OnlyFans model. I'm your girlfriend. <laughs> just in case you were wondering. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Just in case you forgot. Yeah, so I've been doing OnlyFans now for about a year and a half. Um and yeah, we started it as I mean I I guess we still work to a degree as a team, but we started it like a 50/50 business. Like you kind of growing the back end and the marketing side. And then, you know, I was the face. And then as the, as I kind of got farther along into it, you had set up systems for me that kind of allowed me to work more independently. Um, and so that's kind of where we're at now. You work for me a little on the back end, but I run my own page and all that. Yeah. Well, so we've been doing OnlyFans since 2000, late 2021, early 2022. And so why was that something you wanted to do? Well, the the first people that I saw doing it were celebrities like Cardi B and like Bella Thorne and stuff. When I was first introduced to it, I didn't even know that it was so easily accessible to just like the average person, I guess. And um, if I'm being honest, I think Cardi B is the one that like said something about it being just like a anybody can do it type of thing. Like just talking on her stories one day. And then I was like, wait, what the hell is that? And then kind of just went from there. I was just kind of like, hey, I heard about this thing and. I think I could make some money like taking my top off from home. <laughs> yeah. So for the people that don't, haven't seen 
my videos. So I started kind of documenting the strategies that we were using, which um, just so people have some context. So I've been basically internet marketing since 2011. And so when you were interested in doing OnlyFans, I was kind of against it at first because I was like, oh boy, she doesn't like realize how much is it actually goes into like building an account and making money consistently and stuff like that. My my biggest turnoff to it at the time was that there was so many, like OnlyFans was really pushing their affiliate program. And so there's like a lot of these girls on TikTok and everywhere, you know, making money at the club. And so they just had a bunch of cash. And so they'd come home and like make it rain cash on themselves and be like, oh yeah, I made this all on OnlyFans, da da da. Cause they were trying to get you know, people to click on their referral links and stuff like that. So I knew that that was kind of your perception of it. Like, oh, I just need to post a little bit on Instagram and I'll make a bunch of money. I was like, oh boy. Yeah, I had no like realistic idea of what it was. And, but when I did start to like kind of learn about it, what you're saying about the affiliate program is true. That was very much a thing back then that is not really quite as big of a thing anymore. Yeah. So they pulled back on, on that just because they were taking heat, I think from like being labeled as a pyramid scheme and, you know, stuff like that. So I think they, they pulled, they pulled out a lot on their push on the affiliate program. So, um, but yeah, but then once I started kind of like researching into it a little bit, I was like, you know what, with my marketing background, we could definitely like build something out of this. So, and that's what we did. Yeah, so that was summer of 2022. And like I said, we kind of just began with the basics on just TikTok and Instagram. How would you say that the market or the marketing strategies, I guess, have changed? Like if we were to start over, would that still be where you would have me start on Instagram and TikTok or would it be somewhere else? Yeah. So, so the thing about when we started versus now is, um, at the time, the main strategy was basically, you know, creating all these little thirst trap type of videos and posting on TikTok. And TikTok was really pushing that kind of content. I think where a lot of creators get confused is they, they you can still go on TikTok and you can still see other creators that are getting a lot of views doing that kind of thing. Um, but what the, what you don't what a lot of people don't realize is that the whole name of the game is to build trust and build authority on the platform. And as you build trust and authority on the platform, then they'll, you know, you can kind of do things that other people wouldn't necessarily be able to get away with. And so um, that's really the biggest difference between now and then. At that time, you could come in, just start posting that stuff, start getting traction, and that's just not the case anymore. And so how would you suggest a person builds trust then? Like what does that content look like in 2024? Yeah, so I've actually been preaching this for months and months and months, and I think people are finally starting to kind of see it. Um, but it's nowadays it's much more about building a personal brand. Um 
which can be done through niche accounts. So the, the thing I try to, the way that I try to explain it is with, if you imagine a bunch of different barrels and, you know, barrel one is basically where 98, 99% of OnlyFans creators sit, which is adult. Okay. You imagine barrel number two, and let's say that that's fishing. Barrel three is yoga. Barrel four is, you know, motorcycles, whatever. So the name of the game is to not get yourself put in the adult barrel. You want to kind of focus on a specific category or a specific niche. So let's say, for example, you're interested in fishing. Well, you can be a fishing girl and still look cute while fishing. And so OnlyFans is going to look at you. If you're, if you're in the fishing barrel, they're going to say, oh, this is a person who creates fishing content. But guess what? You can still look cute while you're fishing and you can still funnel traffic to OnlyFans. But the difference is you don't want OnlyFans to look at you and say, oh, this is an adult creator. All they're trying to do is funnel traffic to OnlyFans and therefore they're not going to get views anymore. It's, it's not even necessarily that you have to have a super specific personal brand, but it's mainly about if, if you're going to be kind of a general model, then you need to treat your social media like a mainstream model. They're not, you know, twerking their ass and pulling their pants down on, on TikTok. They're just, they're, they're looking cute. They're looking elegant. They're doing, you know, model stuff, but not blatantly thirst trap promoting OnlyFans. That's the main, cause I think a lot of people get discouraged when they see somebody doing something that's getting a ton of views and then they go try to do the same thing and it, and it, it doesn't work for them. And it's just a matter of, of, of a lot of experience. Like it took us a lot of experimenting for your first things to start popping off. Like we tried transitions. We started, we tried doing all these like fancy edits and all different things. Yeah. The first couple of months we did try quite a few things. Yeah. We saw other people just killing it with that stuff. Didn't work for us at all. And then you just found a, f a few little things that just work over and over again. Yeah, I would say it took like a good once I got on TikTok in August of 22. And I would say. I mean, I had like my biggest month uh, after that was like November. So it took three months or so to find. And I, I would say I've been pretty much in that pocket since. Yeah. Knock on wood. <laughs> yeah. So with all, with the short form content, that's kind of like the biggest thing. And then obviously I'm always trying to push like building a personal brand because the personal brand is the thing that like actually scales over time. Um, the short, the short form content is good. It'll drive views and traffic and everything like that, but it's just kind of like this never ending cycle of, of trying to hit something and grab the cash and then rinse and repeat. And it's super exhausting, but the personal brand side of things, it just, it's just much more steady. It's much more stable. It's much more consistent, predictable. And that's, you know, anybody who's making six figures a month on OnlyFans has a personal brand. And that's, that's just really all there is to it. Like a personal brand is key. If you want to make big, consistent money. Well, and in kind of looking forward a little bit, having a personal brand is good for, you know, if when you come to the point where you are ready to kind of transition out of OnlyFans, yeah. you've built a foundation there where it's kind of like you have this audience that trusts you and blah, blah, blah. And then if you are, you know, you move into 
life coaching or fitness, co- you know, whatever. There's a billion things selling, uh, right. Writing journals or whatever, all the things that people do on yeah, the internet. There's, there's a million ways. Like most of the OnlyFans creators that I know, um, they don't want to do it forever. It's usually a means to an end. They just want to make money to go into real estate, or they want to make money to start a different business, or they want to do this and that. And at the end of the day, if you have a strong personal brand, you can build basically any business that you can imagine. You can build that off the back of a of a strong personal brand, whether that's just through you know promoting affiliate stuff or you know just sponsorships and working with different brands and just there's just a million different ways to monetize when you have a personal brand. But if all you're doing is the short form content to drive traffic to OnlyFans, um, yeah, it'll make money on OnlyFans, but it's it kind of keeps you in a box. Yeah, some people are okay with that. Yeah. If that's what you want and you're just, you know, doing it for fun or whatever, do hit it, whatever. Do all of the short-term stuff and make your bag. Get your bag like, but if you're trying to make it more of a sustainable like long-term thing, then yeah. Definitely stick to what works and then the personal brand that's kind of where my focus is this year too. Like I'm kind of late on the, like actually building the personal brand thing. Yeah. Um, but this year, um, yeah. Podcasting. I'll have like a little vlog going here soon and just kind of talking more to the camera too. On my like main channels. So when we started, I mean, we were both working like 12, 15 hours a day to like just get everything going. And now that now that we have sort of a strong foundation, I've got a lot of different things automated. I've got all your systems set up. I've got just all that stuff going. So you get a pretty good chunk of fans every day, but you you really only work on OnlyFans, like, pretty part-time now. Yeah, I'm definitely not working full-time at the moment. So, yeah, so we have all those. So that's kind of, like, the main thing is I think a lot of people are stuck in that hustle mode. And, like, for me and for us, it's always been about kind of laying out the foundation one brick at a time, one brick at a time until you get to a certain point where you've got a lot of your business either automated or delegated or, you know, set up in a, in ways to where you're not going to completely burn yourself out working all day, every day. Um, which is a lot of this rinse and repeat type, type of stuff that, that just doesn't really scale that well over time. Is the method of getting a fan from a social channel to OnlyFans the same as it was when we first started or what is kind of the recommended direction to go in terms of like converting a view on TikTok to a paying customer? Yeah, in the beginning, so you went through what, like three or four Instagram accounts? Yeah. That Pretty would, big accounts too, like 40,000, yeah, 80,000. And then, you know, like a lot of people, you wake up one day and it's gone. <laughs> oh, that's the worst. I do not miss that. Yeah. Just waking up in this, your, I mean, that's your money maker 
is gone and you're like trying to contact Instagram and they're like, no, whatever, your your account is not safe for work or whatever, can't, however they say it. And then you're like, what do you mean? And you literally have to start from scratch. And that's that's kind of when we, you know, I don't ever just have one account. I have several and they're all kind of, my main account is super safe for work. I don't show anything. I used to post like lingerie shots and stuff like that on there, but that account, I don't even mention OnlyFans on there. And then my worker accounts are more sexy, but still like not. Yeah. So I'd say that's when I started getting really involved was when you kept getting banned. I mean, I was before that I was testing different automation strategies and stuff like that. But when the accounts kept getting banned and stuff, that's when I really got into nerd mode and started started testing like all kinds of different systems, all kinds of different stuff, all kinds of different strategies, all kinds of different tools, and just spent a huge amount of time split testing every possible strategy out there. And then that's when I started, that's basically when I started the first OnlyFans video on my YouTube channel. And then from there, I started kind of documenting, you know, the different strategies and stuff that we were using. And that's when I started getting a lot of messages from other creators like, oh, help me do this and do that. And that's obviously where the whole community started. Um, But yeah, it all basically started when you were just getting banned over and over and over again. And then we kind of got that dialed in and then I started documenting that. And then ever since then, it's the entire focus has been around building sustainable accounts. Like how can we do this in a way to where we don't have to fucking start over every other month from square one. By the way, if you want to join us in the OnlyFans Level Up community, that is where I share all of my best secrets and strategies for OnlyFans creators, many of which are hitting really big numbers, as you may have seen from various guests on this podcast. But either way, it's a great place to be if you want to network or learn all of the best secrets and strategies to grow your OnlyFans account. You can find all of that information with the link down in the description below. But for now, back to the podcast. Yeah. And we have... I think we have figured that part out for the most part, knock on wood again. Um, my worker accounts are really strong and they're like sizable at this point. And I get not, I get, everyone has a different opinion about what viral means. So, but I have big high view videos at least once a week between the two. Um, If not, both have something every week that hits and keeps my traffic. What's, is there anything that's different now, would you say, than it was when we first started? I think, I think for creators who are willing to do more than the bare minimum, it's still very, a very lucrative business to be in. And so when I say bare minimum, I mean, in 2020, 2021, when all you had to do was set up a TikTok account and start twerking, okay, people could be successful doing that at that time. And that's not the case anymore. So if you're willing to put in the time, put in the effort, learn the proper strategies and build a personal brand and, you know, treat it like a real business, then absolutely. It's, it's still one of the best cash flow businesses. And I've been, I've done all kinds of businesses and every, every niche, every industry. 
And OnlyFans is definitely one of the best lucrative cash flow businesses that I've probably seen ever. Yeah. I still do, like I said, I would say for the past year, I've worked pretty part-time. And I did really well still in 2023. Like, what year is it? Um, So I feel like that's a testament to just how strong your, you know, the back end is that you have set up. And like, that's all what you teach in the course. Yeah, just getting a a strong, again, because the main thing is like, how do you build something that's not just going to fall apart and you have to start over every few months? And so for the last two years, that's kind of been my mission is to like figure out, okay, what are the best systems and strategies? How can you build an infrastructure that can actually, you know, grow and scale over time sustainably rather than just making a bunch of money and then everything breaks and falls apart and you're back at square one. Well, and on top of that, I have to note that, well, I, I feel like this is a given, but a lot of, uh, even I, I guess sometimes forget how important consistency is that like all these systems and everything you can build the strongest backend, but you still have to be super consistent about making your social content, making enough social content, like even just saying consistency and people are like, Oh, I made, I'm posting one video on Instagram per week and I'm not getting, and it's like, okay, no, that's, You need to make so much more than that and consistently and then posting, you know, multiple times a day and all, you know, across all the platforms. And then, yeah, it's a job. It's definitely a full-time job for anyone who thinks that even working this part-time is just like, oh, she just sits at home and does OnlyFans. It's, it's a job. It's, it's a lot of work. For anyone who wants to make like real like we're in a posi- position now where you're not forced to like grind all day every day but yeah i mean for for just getting started you're going to be putting in serious hours but i do still would you agree that a person can still start only fans with an iphone oh yeah i mean and a, a wi-fi connection you can even make now like we don't you, you don't use you use your phone that's it Yeah, like I have a nice camera, but I don't even use it to make my social content or anything. I don't even shoot my OnlyFans content with my nice camera most of the time. Uh, So that's all totally possible. You don't need any special equipment to start at all. That's all just like extras when you feel like you want something nicer, but you don't ever even need it. So in a nutshell then, it's still possible, still possible to make six figures on OnlyFans in 2024. It's definitely still possible. And I would argue that it's even better because I've seen this cycle play out over and over and over and over again. Like when I started internet marketing in 2011, it was all like, you know, affiliate marketing, but affiliate marketing so saturated. Is it, can you still make money with affiliate marketing? And then now it's 2024. What do we see? Oh, there's this new opportunity called affiliate marketing. Oh, but it's so saturated. Can you still make money with affiliate marketing? Yes. Yes. You could do it then. You could do it now. You can do it in 10 years from now. 
Are the specific tools and tactics going to evolve? Of course, but the business opportunity itself is is available for anyone who's willing to get good at it. So is there anything else you'd like to add? Any last note? Like if someone was just coming in and you had 30 seconds to convince them that they should keep moving forward in 2024 with OnlyFans, what's your message? My message for anybody who's starting right now in 2024 the platforms that are going that are generating the most results, the most clicks, the most traffic, the most money for creators, at least as of right now, is YouTube, TikTok, and Instagram Reels. Those are still the the main three platforms. But I see a lot of new creators coming in, and and they're like, oh well, let me do Reddit, let me do Twitter, because you know I don't have to show my face, or I don't have to like you, like they didn't want to, it's just uncomfortable to be on some of those other platforms. But if you kind of keep yourself stuck in that mindset, um, it's very, very difficult. So I guess my suggestion would be to don't be afraid to get out of your comfort zone, do the things that work, not the things that are comfortable. (laughs) 